when three sisters come together to organise a party at the request of their elderly mother, they find themselves faced with an unexpected dilemma. Giving is written by Jill Parsons, directed by Ellis Kirkhoven, and produced by Estelle Van Wormelo. I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do for your mother. We are trying to make her as comfortable as possible and ensure that she's not suffering. The nurse will talk with you now and answer any questions you might have. Right. I know it's a lot for you to take in. I'll let you spend some time together. I'll be back in a little while. Who was that? Snod. What? Heather. That's no way to talk about anyone. S-N-O-D. Specialist nurse in organ donation. Am I dreaming? The captain and crew would like to welcome passengers aboard this British Airways operated flight to London Heathrow. Our time of arrival is scheduled for 600 hours with conditions for the flight expected to be smooth and uneventful. Excuse me, you're gripping the edge of my jacket. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's no problem. Are you okay? You look a bit stressed. You don't like flying? I don't like flying either. I mean, it's so far off the ground, and if we were meant to have wings, then we'd have been born with them. <laughs> Flying's fine. Thank you. Oh, I wish I felt like that. You're coming or going? Sorry? Have you been on holiday? Oh, no. No, f uh, family. It's oh, my family. That's nice. Uh, are they back there or in front? I'm not sure what you mean. My Bernie always says I don't explain enough. Are you going to visit family or are they back there in Hong Kong? In... oh, uh, both. Mine are all in England, except for my sister Janet, of course. She lives in Hong Kong, helping her out, I was. How nice. Well, between you and me, it's not. I don't like the place, and to tell you the truth, I never got on with Jim, but I never said. Ah, difficult. But, you know, when the chips are down, sisters come together, don't they? Have you got any sisters? I do. Oh, that's lovely. I'm Kimberly, by the way. That's Kimberly spelt K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. People often get it wrong, that's why I spell it out. You wouldn't believe what some people have called me. <laughs> It's a different story if you don't actually like oh, the Oh, Lord. As if this week wasn't bad enough already. First, that bloody letter from Kenneth. Then I'm suddenly expected to fly across the world for this wretched party in Hereford. And now I've ended up sitting next to her. What have I done in a previous life to deserve like this? Jim left her, and she paid for me to come out and visit. I could never have afforded on my wages. I said she shouldn't have gone there. I told her straight, but she wouldn't listen. She says she loves him, but how can she? Oh, I'm not being funny, but he wasn't a great catch. Still, takes all sorts, I suppose. And he's definitely an all sort. <laughs> Without the licorice! <laughs> what it's like when someone takes no It's notes. going to be a long flight. But why does Mummy even want a party? It's not like it's a birthday. I don't have time to play happy families just now. God knows who she's invited. I hope bloody awful Auntie Beryl's not coming. I've never got over that incident so, at the Donkey well, Derby. I said that story if you'd actually like Save me.
Excuse me. I I'd like to change my seat and upgrade to first class. Is that possible, mid-flight? Is there a problem with your seat, madam? Oh, no, I'm, I'm just not comfortable sitting there in that seat with a... I, sh I should have been in first class from the beginning. Did you book first class? No, I wanted to. I'm afraid you it's not was... possible on this flight to move to first class. Surely something can be done. I'm sorry, madam. Right. No, yes, of course. Thank you. Excuse me. Oh, did you have to queue? There's nothing worse than that. And there's always someone who thinks they can push it. I remember being in a toilet queue in Porth Core once. Horrible it was. I've never forgotten it. Oh, good God. Welcome back to BBC Hereford and Worcester. Uh, Health Minister, where do you actually stand on people taking themselves off to Switzerland? We've been asking our listeners to text or ring. Oh, that's enough of that. I was listening to all that morbid nonsense. Watch out, Heather, you're squashing that paper chain. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You'll bring all the ceiling decorations down if you're not careful. Perish the thought. Linda, don't you think all this stuff's a bit over the top? There's only a few fairy lights and some balloons and streamers. And some bunting and swirls and garlands. Mum will love it all. I know she will. I've spent days getting it ready. Of course you have. If you came here more often, you could have helped too. I thought her weekend breaks were supposed to provide respite. For both of you. Oh, I never wanted her to have respite. Especially not in a care home. Perhaps she likes the idea of being somewhere else every other weekend. I don't see why. Well, I don't see why we all have to be summoned to this ridiculous party. What on earth is it for? She invites the world and his wife and it's not even for her birthday. I did ask, but she was in one of her moods. Said, don't question me, Linda. Just get on with it. So I did. Still, as long as she's happy. But there's loads to do, so come on, let's get stuck in. Anything to keep Mother happy. Why are there so many dishes? I've been doing a spring clean. Oh, Heather, careful with that cup or you'll break it. We did a spring clean when I was last here. We even rolled up the carpets to scrub the floorboard. Well, that's quite normal. It's a fitted carpet, Linda. I don't think we need all of this. Mother's the host, not us. Why can't she do it? Heather, she's 78. Mum can have everything clean and sparkling if that's what she wants. You don't understand her like I do. How very exclusive. That plate doesn't belong there. It goes in the top cupboard. Who's coming, anyway? She's insisted on inviting everyone. I don't know why. I don't know how we'll fit them all in. I'm still chasing a few. Oh, I'll get back on the phone in a minute. The list goes on and on. I'm sure you haven't said by now. Auntie Beryl's been on the phone twice already. <gasps> no, not Auntie Beryl. E-R. She wants to bring Joey. I can't wait to see Anne's face. <laughs> E-R. E-R. <laughs> and Mother intends to meet all her loyal subjects on their arrival. That's what she's told me. Oh, they're cutting it fine, though. Look at the time. And where the hell is Anne? and crew would like to welcome you to London. We hope you've had a pleasant journey and look forward to seeing you again. Please remain seated with your seatbelts fastened until the captain has switched off the seatbelt sign. Thank goodness we've had each other for company. Oh, time's flown by while we've been chatting, hasn't it? Oh, but I have to say, it's a relief having my feet back on the ground. I'm ready to breathe the country air in. Worst journey of my life. Never mind, we're here now. 
I'll stop off at Harrods on the way over, buy Mummy a little treat, then get a taxi to Paddington from there. My daughters will be desperate to know what I've got them. I always come back with something when I go away. Usually it's rubbish from Great Yarmouth. Not this time. Oh, fancy. Plastic all the way from China. Fancy. Well, goodbye then. Thanks for the, uh... Thanks. Oh, it's been lovely getting to know you. Can I give you a little hug? Well, I... Oh! <sighs> oh! Goodbye! Mm. I almost forgot the flowers. Linda will blow her top. I'll get someone from the London office to sort it out. My new PA can pick it up. Surely we've finished now. Almost. Let's stop for a cup of tea. Once Anne gets here, she'll help out. She'll be here till about four o'clock. But I'm gasping. Oh, we've still got paper chains to hang in the downstairs loo. Check the list to see who's coming. Cross off those who can't make it. Put a tick against the ones giving lifts to other people so we know who's coming with who. And then there's Oh, the... please, stop, please. A five-minute break is all I ask. Oh, all right, I put the kettle on. How do you have your tea these days? As usual, no milk. I don't know how you can drink it like that. That's how I like it. Why? That's the question. Why? Oh, Linda, let's not go through all this again. It's always so difficult finding food for you. I can't believe you went hunting and gathering beyond the spa. We just don't know why you feel the need to be different. I'm not different. I'm vegan. We just think you should eat like normal people. Is that the royal we? We've both said it separately. There's nothing wrong with being normal. There's nothing wrong with being health conscious. <laughs> well, you weren't like this before you joined the world's about to end brigade. All that recycling and stuff. Stupid. Just because you don't care about the planet, you're wearing me out. I'm going for a fight. That's right. Walk away when you know I've still got loads to do. With your medical background, Heather, you should have more sense. You and your emotional blackmail, Linda. What's that supposed to mean? It means you need to get out more. Oh, I do get out. I go to lots of places. Yes, in Bobblestock. Once upon a time, you had vision. Some get up and go about you. Those visions got up and went when I got married. Anyway, Mum was glad I didn't move away. Bet she was. I'm off for that cigarette. There's no time now. We've got to get on. We'll have the finishing touches when Anne brings the flowers. Speak of the devil. <gasps> Brilliant! I'll get it! You shouldn't be smoking in here. Open the window. That's a nice big bouquet. Where's Anne? Who knows? She's probably stopped off to buy something expensive for Mother. You know what she's like. I should be wasting her money. Mum won't want it. Mother loves getting gifts. She liked my goat for a family in Africa at Christmas. She wouldn't if it was living in the front room. No, she's going through one of her phases. She's been reading Marie Kondo. If it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Oh, I'm sure there's some ribbon somewhere. I can't find a thing in this drawer without my glasses. I bought this clock. What do you think? You should try wearing your glasses. She's already got a clock. It stopped again. Heather, can't you use an ashtray? The colours are a bit bright. But it's so cheerful. And the sounds make it special. We saw it on daytime telly last week. I sent off straight away. She'll be so pleased. I'm sure. Have you bought her anything? An eco-warrior bubble hat? 
together your cigarettes. Oh, good God. Oops. Where is she? It's getting late. I keep complaining, but no one takes any notice. Complaining to who? Community transport. The drivers don't care. They're always late. What does Mother say? Not a lot. I'm sure she benefits from her weekends away. I'm not so sure. She told me she likes them. I don't think they're helping her. Can't be doing any harm. The doctors would tell us. And what do they know? They've told us they don't know what's wrong with her. We just take each day as it comes. She'll be fine. She's always fine. Oh, at last! Ta-da! Oh, it's you. You're late. Kettle's on. Thanks for the welcome, Linda. I'll come again. Ah! Oh, it's you. Oh, charming. I've just had a royal welcome from Linda. I expected better from you. Sorry, Anne. We thought it was Mother. Oh, where is she? The problems with community transport, I understand. Not reliable. Oh, I see. What the hell is going on here? Welcome to Wookiee Hole, where all things glitter and sparkle before your very eyes. Oh, what is all this tat? A place of mystery and witchcraft. <laughs> Fancy a brew? Only if it's not Eye of Newt. Good journey. Awful. Oh. What is she doing out there? Moving my bags. Linda, leave those and come and sit down. I'm clearing the hallway so I fold over all this. Come and have some tea. Why do you always bring so much stuff, Anne? Because I've come from Hong Kong, not Grandstand Road. Ooh, what the hell is that? That's Mum's new clock. Bright, isn't it? It's horrendous. What were you thinking? Mum likes it. The old one has gone to meet its maker. Well, I didn't like the old one either. It had a nasty face, always gave me the creeps. It did tell the time, though. Not always correctly, but I never wanted to shoot it. The first guests will be here soon. What are we going to tell them? Mum is locked in the bedroom, face down under a pile of multicoloured blue. What? Take no notice of her, Linda. She's just trying to wind you up. I'll get the phone. I'll answer the door. Don't mind me. I'm not important. Oh, yes. Oh, OK. Are you sure they're for us? It's just that we had a very similar... OK, lovely. Thank you. For goodness sake, Anne. Ooh, what a... Super bouquet. One's enough, surely. That is a lot of flowers. Just get more vases out. They're all out. I use most for the first bunch. People like sending flowers. I know I do. The problem is when the same fool sends them twice. Ooh, what idiot's done that? Guess. No. <gasps> that bloody new PA. I should never have taken her on. I'm too kind for my own good sometimes. I've tried to delegate, but she doesn't listen. It's too frustrating. Not and more flowers. Just what we need. Oh. That was Uncle Sid on the phone. He's picking up the Joneses and they'll all be here soon. I'm starting to feel sick. I better phone home. She drives me mad. Oh, she's all right. How's life in Hong Kong? Usual stuff. And Ken, how's he doing? He's great. Very busy. He's working day and night at the hotel, providing executive training. Staff now know how to deal with everything from people dropping dead through to giving birth. Well, hopefully not in that order. <laughs> Everything's fine, then. Why shouldn't it be? If you were married, Heather, you'd understand how relationships work. You'd know there are ups and downs and you work together on them. Everything's fine. Thank you. Chill out, Anne. I only ask. Saved by the bell. What use, the husbands? No bloody help when you need them. Depends who you marry. So? 
How's it all going in Hong Kong? Kenny all right? Oh, don't you start. Kenneth is very well. I was just telling Heather what a good time we've been having, partying, spending time together, you know the kind of thing. It's all good. We're getting on fine. I didn't say you weren't. There's nothing wrong and everything's okay. If you say so. That's exactly what I say. We're both fine. Very happy together. Okay. Okay. I was only asking. That'll be mummy. I'll go. It's like a madhouse here today. The Smiths want to bring Doris from number 33. You remember when we lived in Webley? Linda has completely lost her mind. She's gone over the top. I know. She's checking the list of invites every ten minutes, talking to herself and biting her lip like she does sometimes before she faints. She'll be drawing blood at this rate. So will I, and it won't be mine. Is this supposed to be a joke, Anne? Not more flowers. They can't be from me. Who else? I'll kill that useless PA. I'll get it. And perhaps you'd like to suggest what to do with them in the meantime? We're out of vases, bottles and jars, every sink chock full and they still keep coming. I didn't order them. They've all been sent with your love and best wishes. I'm not responsible. Oh, you never are. We've got all these flowers and soon we'll have all these people and Mum's still not back. I feel a bit faint. Oh, calm down, Linda. It's probably her on the phone now. Ah, Heather, was that Mummy? I'm giving her the days going. It was probably Auntie Beryl wanting to know if Anne was here yet. Oh, no, you never said she was coming. You didn't ask. I shouldn't have to ask about her. Mother's in hospital. What? What? Why? The trouble is, they don't know her like I do. It's probably just her gout flaring up again. Care homes always err too far on the side of caution. Likely she's been sent over because they need to cover their backsides. Oh, I hope nothing's seriously wrong. I've got so much work on at the moment, it really would be difficult. Oh, sorry, Anne, that Mother's condition is such an inconvenience to you. I didn't mean that. We don't know what her condition is yet. Oh, we could be waiting for these lifts all day. Where are we going, anyway? Radcliffe Ward, second floor. Well, let's walk up. It'll be quicker, and you know what I'm like about lifts? I've just travelled halfway across the globe to get here. I'm waiting for the lift. You could be waiting a long time. On your own. Oh, emotional blackmail. Just what I've come to expect in this family. What's that mean? There's only a couple of floors and the stairs are just over there. Let's just walk. <sighs> just what I need. My feet are killing me in these bloody shoes. Why do you always insist on wearing high heels? They're terrible for your back. You Don't know. bother, Heather. She never listens. Can neither of you show any sympathy for what I've been through in the last 24 hours? I can say the same. It's not a contest. Wait here. I'll go and see what's happening. Why do these places always smell so bad? gets up your nose from the moment you come in. It's still there when you go out, and it carries on till you get home. It's a mystery to me how anyone ever gets better in hospital. I don't know why there's the decor always has to be so dismal. Surely they could brighten the place up a bit. Oh, I do hope we're not waiting around for too long. Why, have you got somewhere more important to be? I never said that. They want us to go to the relatives' room. The doctor will talk to us there. Oh. I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do for your mother. 
We are trying to make her as comfortable as possible and ensure that she's not suffering. The nurse will talk with you now and answer any questions you might have. Right. Thank God. I know it's a lot for you to take in. I'll let you spend some time together. I'll be back in a little while. Thank you. Who was that? A snod. A what? Heather, that's no way to talk about anyone. S-N-O-D, specialist nurse in organ donation. But what does it mean? She's not gone, has she? Let's wait and see what the nurse says. I don't want her to go. Not yet. That's not our choice. I need to sit down. I brought you some tea. <sighs> Sorry, we've run out of biscuits. And there's never enough time to pop down to the shop. Oh, lovely. Thanks very much. Is there any coffee? Oh, no, sorry. Only tea. We never seem to have coffee either. I really need a hot drink. Why don't you have a cup of tea, then? I don't want the bloody tea. OK, there's no need to get so worked I'm up. I'm not getting worked up. I just... I'm done with it all. What's tea going to do for me? It's no bloody use at a time like this. I need something stronger than tea. Mummy on her deathbed and you can't even provide a cup of coffee. Steady on, Anne. Bit of an overreaction just because there's no coffee. Or biscuits. Oh, I can offer lemon and ginger. Or even chamomile tea. Oh. Or if you prefer, there's always the vending machine in the corridor or the cafeteria downstairs. I've used lemon and ginger when I've been overwrought. I'm not over... Oh, no one is listening to me. It's okay, you're in shock. We weren't expecting it. Do you understand what's happening? What do you think the doctor actually said? I oh, don't know. I, yeah. It's all a bit I can't of a say exactly. You both heard what he said, but neither of you took any notice. You don't listen to anyone or anything when it's not about you. Of course, it's difficult to take in information when you're upset and people react differently. No, they think it's down to me. They leave it to me. Then it's my fault when it all goes wrong. It can feel overwhelming, especially we when... We were told she's on a respirator. And she can't breathe on her own. Yes, that's right. The machines are keeping your mother alive. Now, I'm sorry... I understand it may seem sudden, but I do need to talk to you about your mother's last wishes. She didn't say. She may not have told you what she was thinking, but she did tell us. How did she do that? She signed the organ donation register. Oh, no. No way. It was her choice. But she might have changed her mind. Actually, it was her third time of registering, so I think we can say it was her final wish. But we still need your consent to go ahead. <laughs> The final decision rests with you, the family. Clearly, you'll want to talk about this between yourselves. Also, I appreciate you may want to spend some time with your mother. If you do, it'll take a short time to get the room ready for you. I want to see my mum. Me too. And me. Of course. I'll arrange it. If you need that chamomile tea, you just let me know. <sighs> she said she wanted a party. What was she thinking? If she told us, then we'd have understood. We wouldn't have listened. I could have talked her out of it. She's put us in an impossible situation now. I think she was really brave. Registering. Are you insane? It's not brave. It's completely selfish. It's not. All about you, Anne. I think Linda's right. You need to calm down. I'm perfectly calm. I'm just exhausted. Linda, get us some coffee from that vending machine. Uh, what did your last servant die of? Just go, Linda. She's such a bossy boots, always giving orders. She should have stayed in Hong Kong in a perfect marriage. What did she say? Leave it. It's not worth the hassle. Bloody hate these 
Messing machines, horrible things. They all look the same to me, but nothing ever comes out. She drives me mad. I know. She's annoying, but... Well, she hasn't got a life, and Malk's not exactly a bundle of fun, is he? She's probably jealous of you. Well, fancy marrying him. She knew he'd never make anything of himself. On that holiday home in Porthcool didn't come to anything either. Ugh, Porthcool. Mm. Tomato soup, white decaf or chocolate? I have the coffee. No coffee. There's no coffee. But you just said white decaf. There's only white decaf tea. White decaffeinated tea. I can't believe it. So go and look for yourself. There is coffee. I knew it to be here. It's bloody perfect. You know what she's like. Come on. Bloody stupid thing. Cop up. Always telling people what to do. She's very stressed. It's not working. A teaspoon of water and no bloody coffee. What is wrong with it? What's got into her? Well, it's not coffee. We'll be asked to leave at this rate. What kind of hospital is this? Nothing works properly. It's a bloody disgrace. What do I pay taxes for? Oh, the NHS has gone to pieces. It all needs reporting, but nothing will be done. Oh, I can tell you it's not like this in Hong Kong. Well, go and live in perfect Hong Kong then with perfect Kenny and your perfect life. That's not the point. I was just saying We're that you... We're ready for you now. Before you go in, I'd like to ask you to think about what I said earlier. Time is of the essence in these matters. You will need to come to an agreement between yourselves as soon as possible. She looks like she's sleeping. She looks pale, not her usual self. She just looks like mum to me. Why are we whispering? I don't know. You started it. Oh, Mum. When he went off with community transport, I had no idea you'd never come home again. I should have said sorry for not coming home more. Oh, Mummy. You look so poorly and like you've gone already. Well, she hasn't. That's why you can hear the heart monitor. Oh. Technically, though, she's being kept alive. Anne, can you stop that? She doesn't know I'm doing it. For God's sake, show some respect. Heather, are you saying she's dead or alive? Technically, she's both. Stop, Stop poking, poking her. And just touching. She's lost her radiance, see? But you've lost the plot. We should be thinking about what the nurse said instead of digging your fingers into Mother's arm and be careful of the cables. I'm not sure I can get my head around all this. I'm not sure I want to. Well, we have to. They need a decision and they need it fast. But Mum didn't ask me to do it. Not directly, no, but... Oh, I can see this is going to be a long night. How can I decide what to do with your organs, Mum? It's such a big decision. Why don't you just leave it to us, Linda? Heather's right, we need to get on with this now. No way! I can't let her down when, just when she really needs me. If we all say what we think, it might help. All right, then I'll go first. Mum, I don't agree you should be carved up and dished out. Linda. You know what I'm getting at. You can choose your words more carefully. Although, I do kind of agree with you. Mummy, 
Cutting you up and giving out your bits willy-nilly is not right. Willy-nilly? What if Mummy's perfectly good liver went to an alcoholic? What's wrong with that? And anyway, we don't know that she's got a perfectly good liver. Except for the odd sherry at Christmas. Her liver must be clean as a whistle. Organ donors should be willing for any part to go to anyone. Oh, so bits of you could just pop up inside a school dinner lady from Tyneside. Or anyone else for that matter. That is the general idea. Mum, you'd hate that. What's so wrong with it? You wouldn't want to be handing out dinners to a load of rowdy school kids, would you, Mum? I can't see the problem. Mummy, she just doesn't care who you might end up in. I don't see anything wrong with recycling bits of our bodies to you. Don't answer that, Anne. She needs no excuse to get on her world's about to end soapbox. Then before we know it, she'll be telling us to wear sackcloths and eat ashes and cycle everywhere. We're supposed to be coming to a decision. I didn't think organ harvesting was going to be on the agenda. It was bad enough coming to a party that I didn't want to be at. Mummy. Why did Linda encourage you to go ahead with this party? It's probably all that stress which put you in hospital. Mum, don't listen to her. It was your party and you deserved it. Mummy, <gasps> you may have deserved a party, but you didn't deserve to be flat out on a life support machine. Oh, we're never going to reach an agreement. For the time being, I think we could probably all agree with that. I'm worn out. I think we need a break. Let's go to the cafe, relax for a bit, get that cup of coffee for you, Let's use the stairs again. For God's sake, Linda, just get in the lift. Well, come on, Linda. We'll hold your hand. Stop biting your lip. Oh. There's not a lot of room. Closing. We're not here for recreational purposes. Perhaps we should have a little meditate. Lift going we should have used the stairs. I thought we were going down. But that's how lifts work. They go up and down. No. Sometimes they ever. Can't do this. I've got to get out. Stop that, Linda. It'll break down. Oh, I told you. Oh no. We're stuck. <sighs> We're stuck. Press the alarm. Calm down. Oh, I feel faint. For God's sake, Linda. There's nothing to worry about. <sighs> Try and relax. I can't cope with all this. My nerves are shot to pieces. I could really do with a cigarette now. No. No. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Stop squirming, Heather. I really need the loo. Humming a little tune helps sometimes. Mm -hmm. oh, God, you've got to be joking. Well, it, it works for me. Oh, come on, you're the physio. Just pelvic floor exercises. Don't talk to me about physio. I'm sick to death of it. Life could be worse, Heather. You think you've got problems? Like, when should you buy your next pair of Jimmy Two shoes? For some of us, it's a bit harder than that, Anne. You don't know anything about my life, Linda. Or me. And you shouldn't make assumptions about me either. It's all right for you two. Your lives aren't going to change. But if Mum's not coming back, everything changes for me. I'm not ready for that. I don't think it's a question of if, so perhaps you should start thinking about where. We were going to have such a lovely party. Come on, let's all sing together. Oh. When the saints oh. go marching How long are we going to be stuck Stop here? jigging. I've pressed the alarm. I wanted to go to the loo once in Port. Oh, trust oh, you to bring it up again. Where even is that? It's going to be me and Mel thought we might move there, but then he changed his mind, says he likes bubble stock. <coughs> Don't you snort at me. You've both got it easy. What a cheek. You want to try being me for a week? You've got it made. What are you talking about? I thought you were happy, Heather. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I'm exhausted and fed up. I never have any time to myself, and when I do, I'm too knackered to go out. I have the social life of a hermit crab. This job will be the death of me. I want to be someone else before it's too late. I had no idea. Of course, because you never ask. That's not fair. 
I've been looking after Mum for years. You two just swan in and out when it suits you. And as for you, Anne, you broke Mum's heart. You knew you were her favourite and off you went to your fancy life in London and Hong Kong. So selfish. That's rubbish. Heather was always her favourite. I couldn't compete with that. Why do you think I got as far away as possible? Well, I might just stop the whole lot anyway. None of it has helped the business. Oh, my marriage, it's on its last legs. Mummy didn't ask you to go to Hong Kong and she didn't want you well, she to. She didn't ask you to go to both halls. She might have wanted it, though. I'm not the favourite. Linda has always been daughter number one. <laughs> Why do you think I left? I can't believe you thought that. She's always made such a fuss of you, Heather. I wasn't the favourite. Well, it wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. Wow. Well, that's a revelation. She always said she loved us equally. Huh. Didn't seem like that. No, it definitely didn't. Where does that leave us? It leaves us stuck in this bloody lift together. I'm going to phone the fire brigade. Do it, Linda. You won't get a signal. You, you might. Try over here. What if I hold it higher? Oh, I'm the tallest. Let me try. Stop <clears throat> pushing me, Heather. I can't help Move it. Move your elbow, Linda. Oh, when the saints go oh, marching in. Oh, when the saints what on go earth? marching in. Oh, shut, shut up, up Heather. Heather. It's all the guests for the party. Why can't they get into the house? Why is the door key not under the mat? Where can they leave presents for Mum? Auntie Beryl says she's had to take Joey back home. She's very upset and is going to have it out with me when she next calls round. Why should I take all the flack for this? It's not my fault Mum's not there to meet them. Why do I have to do everything? And why is it always me who has to take the blame when it all goes wrong? Why can't you help me? Sorry, Linda. Sorry, Linda. We used to be so close. What happened? Auntie Beryl's lost Joey. Thank God. See you at the cafe. I better phone home. Milk be wondering what's going on. I'll get the drinks in. A nightmare that was. What a relief this coffee is. Just hope it's strong enough. Mm. Just right, thanks. I was hungry when we came in, seeing that steak and kidney pie. I get it. Not so appealing now. This could be your big chance to become healthier, Linda. We could all do with looking after ourselves more. It's not so easy. Don't I know it? And looking after each other. We should do that too. Look at this. What is it? Just read it. I haven't got my glasses. Oh, Graves and Lipton solicitors, never heard of them. What do they want? Apparently, Kenny's a petitioner. What's that mean? Irretrievably broken down, bastard. Heather? Unreasonable behaviour, what an absolute bastard. What about him with that feather duster? As for the other stuff, rubbish, it's all rubbish. Tell me. Divorce. Kenneth wants a divorce. Bastard. When did you find out? When I read the letter. He didn't tell you? Bloody coward. Fancy a solicitor's letter? You should never have married him. I always thought he wasn't good enough for you. He wasn't exactly a bundle of fun either. You're better off out of it, Anne. And we're here. Yeah. Don't feel you're on your own. Thanks, both. Oh! Oh! oh. I, I can't believe it. I knew it was you. We were on the plane together. Remember, uh, my name's Kimberly. 
Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. But I thought you lived in London. Oh, I'm a Hereford girl, born and bred. When I saw you, I said to myself, I've got to go over and say hello. Oh, but what a long flight it was. I'm so glad we had each other to chat to. Made the journey fly by. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It was a long flight. I'm not used to flying, you see. I get anxious. I find it difficult to sit quiet. I hope I wasn't chattering on too much. Like now, probably. <laughs> you certainly helped me pass the time on the journey. Why don't you join us? Oh, please. Oh, well, thanks. I have got a few minutes. I don't like flying either. Travel sick, that's my problem. Oh, that's a shame. I've, I've ruined loads of clothes, so I don't eat if I have to fly anywhere. It helps with losing weight. <laughs> it's probably cheaper than Weight Watchers. And quicker. <laughs> the money I've spent on Weight Watchers. Oh, you and me both. In my mind, I'm still a size 10. God knows how many years ago that was. <laughs> I can't remember ever being that small. Our mum was, when she was young. Oh, it's having kids that takes your figure away. Linda seems to have found a new friend. Thanks for reading the letter. How are you feeling now? Relieved, if I'm honest. Living alone's not so bad, most of the time. Can't be as bad as living with Kenneth. <laughs> Probably not. Heather, don't stop being a physio. You're good at what you do. Maybe just take some time out. You could come and stay with me for a while. Wherever that is. I bet you three are sisters. Wow, fancy knowing that. I've got a sort of sixth sense about that kind of thing. We are. Anne, you know, of course, she's the eldest, and Linda here, the youngest. I'm Heather, the piggy in the middle. Oh, you're Marjorie's girls. What? Oh, she's often talked about you. I know her through work. You work here? No, I'm a driver with the community transport. Community transport? I bet that's a demanding job. What a responsibility. You do such a grand job, you lot. You've been a lifeline for Mummy. We're very grateful to you. Oh, thanks. Some days we get nothing but complaints. People moaning about us being late. What they forget is that we're mostly volunteers. Hmm. Uh, we have some paid drivers, like me, but we couldn't do it without the volunteers. Oh, how could people complain? Well, we always put our clients first, and that takes time. I think you work really hard. Oh, thanks. Kind of you to say so. Well, it's been very nice meeting you all. Marjorie was always talking about you. Proud as punch she was. I'm sorry for your loss. I knew she didn't have long. You get to know in this job. I've been up to say goodbye, actually. Hmm. Well, I must get on. So nice to meet you. Thanks for looking after our mum. Ah, maybe I'll see you on a Hong Kong flight again. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I'll be there much in the future, but, but otherwise that would be lovely. It was meant to be a farewell party, wasn't it? What a send-off to all of us. Poor Mum. She won't be happy with Auntie Beryl losing Joey. How can anybody lose a donkey? He's very old now and probably just wandered off. <laughs> to the great donkey derby in the sky. <laughs> Do they have life support machines for donkeys? 
Let's all go back upstairs and talk to the snod together. Good idea. Yes, let's. Oh, I know one thing. What's that? We'll take the stairs this time. The part of Anne was played by Maddie McMahon. Linda was played by Sarah Pierman. Heather was played by Kate Pothecary. Kimberly and the nurse were played by Judith Eveson. The captain and doctor were played by Ellis Kirkhoven. Other parts were played by members of the company. The sound designer was Adam Burtonshaw. Giving is a feral education production funded by Arts Council England and supported by the Courtyard Hereford. <laughs>